0: Welcome to Under the Radar, a show about independent iOS app development. I'm Marco Arment
1: and I'm David Smith. Under the Radar is never longer than 30 minutes, so let's get started. So it is it is an awkward part of the summer for me and that is because I have now I would say I am through the f- part of the summer where I have I would say I have fully digested um WWDC and um what is come, you know, all the new things that are coming and all of the new opportunities and all of the new things that Apple seems to be pushing or leading or dragging us along towards. Um, and then, you know, comes the next awkward phase of trying to understand, well, what does that actually mean for my products? And so, like, I, as someone who has many, many products, it can mean a lot of things. And, like, the first thing I do is I sit down in a notebook and, like, each product gets a page and I just, like, lay them all out on a, on a table and it's like write down all the things that I could see possibly doing for every one of my, the, the products that I have currently shipped. And then I have a couple pages of like new ideas or things I want to work on. And then comes the really tough part of deciding what am I actually going to do, both between now and September, um, you know, in the ostensible goal of the kind of like first round, be there on day one, hopefully kind of to be, a, you know, a leader or taking advantage of publicity or press interest or Apple editorial interest there's that side and then like some of those things make sense and are obvious like working on my big like my most popular apps it makes sense to do this stuff for but it also kind of forces me to have the soul-searching moment when I look at some of these apps that I have that are out in the store that um, I haven't worked on in months, And if, if anything, like, I haven't worked on them since I did the iOS 12 uh, compatibility updates, um, if that. Um, and if those were just mostly just, like, you know, open the app in the new version of Xcode, fix any of the weird warnings that pop up or, like, deprecation issues, and then, like, resubmit it. Like, not major even updates for some of these apps because they're not... They're not the main part of my business. There are these things, these apps that I've made. um, Many of them are kind of old or, you know, they served a different purpose or they kind of were built in a different app store world. Um, And I kind of look at them and I'm like, at some point, should I just pull these from the store? At some point, should I pull them away? Or is it better to kind of have this kind of intentional, conscious neglect of these things where? you know, they still work in that sense. It's not like I'm doing, you know, shipping something that, you know, the crashes on first launch, but it's not getting any better. And I find that a really hard question to answer of like, at some point, is it worth end of lifeing these or is it just continue to neglect them? Um, is that okay? Like for both from a business perspective as well as kind of like there's, do I have a more like sort of obligation to my users? And it always just puts me in a weird place. And then when I start to think about, end of lifing like that is a whole can of worms in terms of like some of these apps involve user like user data or sync or backup stuff that i have or like i have an app that involves the download like where you uh, where people could purchase audiobooks and i like that particular like i haven't the actual purchase side of it is something that i've de-emphasized and largely kind of reduced in, in emphasis but how long do i have to support those downloads for and like those kind of questions are really awkward, and it's just something that is it's always a funny part of the summer where I get all excited initially about all the new stuff, and then I get really excited about all the new apps that I can make, and then I uh, sort of like turn to my wife and start talking about all these new things, and she's like, "You're going to make more apps? <laughs> we already have. I think don't don't you think we have too many already? Um, so like anyway, that's the situation I find in myself in, and so, whatever wisdom or insight you might have, Marco, I would greatly appreciate to lead me lead me out of this desert of confusion
0: i mean i know a lot of couples when they when one of them thinks the other has a collection of something that is too big uh institute a one in one out policy there you go (laughs) so it's like you want to make a new app you got to get rid of one of your old apps that you don't use anymore
1: (laughs) it's just like i have too many shoes
0: right exactly yeah so so i i think uh you know it's it's a tough decision to say like you know which which of these old apps that you don't really want to work on anymore. Like how how do you end them? Do you end them at all? Um, when are you when are you able to end them and not you know be too hostile towards your customers in the process of doing so? Um, and I think like a lot of the customer hostility thing has to do with the functionality and the business model of the apps. Like how have you taken their money and for what? If it's an app that is you know free, maybe ad supported i think you can do whatever you want (laughs) like that that's an easy one right it's like if if you haven't taken their money you can shut it down tomorrow and not feel bad at all you can also leave something in the store forever that doesn't take their money and may or may not work very well in newer versions of the os or you know may or may not have features that they would expect from a new version of the os and, and, and stuff like that so that you know if it's a free app in you know in mon- in money <laughs> if it's free as in they don't they haven't paid anything you can do basically whatever you want uh and and the the right decision for a lot of it might just be just leave it there until it totally breaks and then take it down uh but when you've taken their money if it's either paid up front or if it's some kind of in-app purchase or subscription-based thing it becomes a little bit different than of like you know do you do you leave it in the store but make it free for like a year and then kill it or do you like remove it from sale, but keep the backend running for a certain amount of time to keep the app active. Like, There's all sorts of, of options there. And it just, you know, unfortunately, it's one of the situations where it's like, the right answer is, it depends on the app and the situation. But I think ultimately, as long as the app functions, if it does what it says it's going to do, if, if, it, if it works the way people would expect to work, it's totally okay to, for, for instance, not support dark mode ever in ios for like if that app is in maintenance mode and you're mostly going to leave it there and you're just kind of waiting for it to die you don't have to do things like that you know like adopting new features you know changing over to the new apis for 3d touch previewing and stuff like that like there's all this like new stuff in 13 that you don't really have to do for apps that aren't under active development as long as they haven't broken it's fine and there's also something to be said like even if they have kind of broken like well if they if they have only broken in minor ways, like if the UI has a couple of glitches here and there, again, if this is an app that is just in like minimal maintenance mode, that's basically just exists so that its existing customers can continue to use it, that's kind of fine. Like it's not the best thing in the world, but if it's still serving people in some way, and if the people would be more upset if it was gone than if it just had like a UI bug, I'd say leave it there as long as as long as you can. Uh, but Unfortunately, then, you know, again, like the the money issue complicates things. So maybe like, you know, making old apps free for a while before you totally take them down is probably the right move. Um, But then things get more complicated, as you said, when you add user data into the mix. Like if you are hosting some kind of service, if you're hosting their data in some way, I feel like you have to run that service for a while after you take the app off the store. Like just to kind of like give people a grace period, and, and maybe maybe do one last update to the app that says like, hey, the servers are going to go away on this date, right? Like it, it sets some date in the future, maybe like you know six months or a year out, and just say the servers are going away on this date, and and have that be in the app so that when they launch it, if, if anybody's still using it when they launch it, they see that warning, and it gives them some kind of time. Maybe fr- maybe provide some kind of export functionality if such a thing makes sense if it's like if it's important data. Um, but again, I mean it's. It just it, it depends so much on all these different factors, but I, I would say I could. I mean, I could totally rationalize this for you either way. If if, if you want to have as few apps as possible, I can say, yeah, kill them all. Whatever's not working, kill it. Whatever you don't want to be working on, just kill them all. But I could also say, like, if it's working for people and it's not costing you anything to keep it up there, leave it up there.
1: Yeah, and I think that's like the tension that I find, and that I find so hard with this. I can. I can totally rationalize and have a good argument for either side of like what to do with old apps that there is part of it where like the beauty of a digital store is that it isn't that my, you know, like the old apps are like taking up space from my new apps or my new opportunities or the apps that I want people to focus on. Like they, you know, like the app store is never full in that sense. It's not like I have an end cap from Apple that I have three slots and one of those slots is being taken taken up by, you know, this old app that I don't really work on. Like the new popular, the apps that I'm investing and in focusing on mostly are, you know, they they are their prominence in the store is larger typically just because they exist in a, you know, like the reason they're popular and successful is like they do well with search or they um, have editorial or word of mouth, you know, kind of effects going on with them. And so they do well in that regard. But the, difficulty is like, you know, the other ones are just sitting there. And like ostensibly in some ways they are just sitting there. And there's a little bit like even some of the ongoing costs. Like it's an it's an I remember I ran into this a lot with Check the Weather, um, which is my weather app, which had an ongoing server cost. And I like I let that app I kept the app running for um probably like two or three years beyond when it financially you know, sort of made money if I looked at it just like what its server cost was versus the income it generated. And mostly because like in the scope of my business, like the app was costing me, you know, whatever, $1,000 a year. And that's not nothing. But at the same time, it also like generates goodwill, And there's people who use the app and associate me with it. And maybe that makes them more, you know, more um, advantageous to uh, if I come up with something new, like it's just a marketing expense at that point. And it gets really tricky if you look at it that way on the other side it's the i think you can take like probably the more problematic version is the like the distraction effect of like is it distracting me from either proven opportunities other applications that are very you know that that are doing well and have some momentum behind them and that in some ways i should be doubling down on um, or new opportunities you know new things that apps that i can make and things that I can try, like, do, are these other apps kind of just, you know, there's a cognitive load to them, even if I kind of just accept that I'm ignoring them, that it, like, it makes me feel slightly bad when, like, things don't work quite right, or people, you know, like, write in with feature suggestions, like, hey, I love the app, I wish it did X, and it's, you know, probably the hundredth time I've heard, I wish it did X, but I have no ex- no expectation necessarily of building that feature, because, I'm not gonna sit down you know sit down and work on an app for a couple of months if it's just you know if if it's not financially viable or doesn't hold my interest anymore or things have just moved on like and that that tension is just so awkward because and also I probably in some ways the thing that really worries me in some ways too is it makes me nervous to launch new apps because I feel that eventually i'm gonna find myself in this position with whatever the new app is. And if anything, like my businesses has, I've been able to do this for as long as I have because I just keep relentlessly making new apps, like almost to a fault. Um, And it's probably good for me in some ways to be, you know, still have that kind of that confidence to just be able to say, like, you know, I'm just going to keep making things, and we'll see what happens. Like, I don't want to feel like I can't make a new thing because eventually it's going to be like an albatross around my neck that I'm going to have to deal with later. So, like, it's such a weird balance that i go back and forth where it's like oh i could totally justify it this way or it's like oh no that would be that's a terrible idea you should do it this complete opposite um direction too hmm. all right i think i have a, a conclusion here but
0: first Let's talk about our sponsor. We we're brought to you this week by Instabug. Go to instabug.com/slash radar to sign up today and install their SDK. If you do that today, you'll get a free Instabug t-shirt and a 14-day free trial. Instabug is an SDK that takes complete care of your beta testing and user feedback process. It allows you to debug, fix, and improve your app faster and easier. Instabug takes just a minute to install, giving you seamless two-way communication with users or testers. So your users will be able to do things like shake their phone to send you feedback that includes screenshots that can be annotated and a log of touch events you can focus on what you need to fix the problem instabug also includes automatic crash reporting each crash is reported with a complete stack trace and reproduction steps helping you fully understand what happened and all your crash data can be viewed together with charts helping you get an overview of performance at a glance Instabug also features in-app chat, so you can easily communicate with your users right there in the app to get more feedback and let them know what's going on. You can even run user surveys through this as well. You can integrate Instabug with all your favorite third-party tools like Jira, Slack, Trello, GitHub, and more, so you and your team can have all your work together in your favorite places. All of this takes just two lines of code to integrate into your app. So see for yourself right now at instabug.com slash radar. You can find out more. And a special offer for our listeners of this show, if you sign up and install that SDK, you will get a free Instabug t-shirt along with your 14-day free trial. Once again, that's instabug.com slash radar to sign up. Our thanks to Instabug for their support of this show and Relay FM. So I think think I've, I've... you know, given what you said a few minutes ago, I think I've come up with the answer here. Lay down, on me. What do I do? You are not only known for, but your business depends on your ability to launch new apps freely. What you need here is to exercise the muscle of getting rid of apps. Because you said you, you hesitate to do it and you feel bad about it, and, and what what scared me a little about 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 drawing this conclusion was when you said that you're afraid of launching a new app because you're afraid of having to maybe kill it later, but that's you know death is part of life right like this that's part of this uh, no app that you work on is going to last forever, even the successful ones won't be there forever at some point, even your most successful apps that seem like they're gonna last forever, you're gonna shut them down at some point it might be it might be years away, but it's gonna happen at some point, right. If you can internalize the fact that every one of these apps will die, it's only a matter of deciding when that death will will occur, right? It's yeah. like, you are the Reaper. It's going to happen. The only question is when. And so if you can, if you can try to internalize that, which I think will become easier with practice, with killing more apps, then you will get rid of the that hesitation you might have to try something new because that is critical to your business not only to your like online brand of like hey underscores all the apps and makes all, all these new ones you know but also your business has depended on that method of of success of like trying a lot of new stuff and some of it works and some of it doesn't right so yeah you can't impede like mentally you can't impede that process like and it should be paramount. You should be very scared to ever impede that process. So anything that tr- that threatens to impede that process, you got to nip it in the bud. And so that's why I think exercise the muscle of killing apps. Also because you know you mentioned that all of these the apps that you're not going to really put any more work into that haven't justified themselves. You mentioned it sounded basically like you want them to be gone. Like you'd rather they not be in the store. Like you know because I I presented earlier the option of like oh you know keep it in the store if it's not hurting anybody uh but it sounds like it hurts you to keep it in the store so get rid of it because while it's also while it's not hurting anybody it's also you know not really benefiting you and it isn't really benefiting a lot of people either cuz if it was benefiting a lot of people it would be successful <laughs> right sure. so so like the your 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 unsuccessful or your like past their prime apps aren't being used that heavily so feel free to get rid of them and i don't think you have to worry like you mentioned also like the concern about uh about like you know apps being like a marketing function for you like you as a person like to have an app like check the weather uh where like you know people associate you with this app and maybe it'll benefit your other apps i don't think that happens very much like i don't think most people know who made the app that they're using on their phone like i it, it just doesn't happen like most people they just know the name of the app and the icon and that's it and they don't i don't i don't think you know there's a small number of like core fans that we have that like you know they might know our apps they might know us but it's a fraction of the install base of the apps so i don't think you have to worry too much about that either as long as you keep making new stuff you are the underscore that we know and love (laughs) and so so like i don't think you have to worry too much about like that branding aspect and plus you know, like, like when I, whenever I was getting ready to leave a job or thinking about leaving a job, I always thought like, boy, they're gonna. I, I really, I don't. Wa- I want to leave, but I don't want to like screw them. And sure. and I don't like if I leave, they'll be like all of a sudden they'll be stuck with all this work that I that I did, right? And it turned out every time I left, like it was fine. It was totally fine. They got along just fine without me. They, you know, people picked up the slack. Other people were hired. It was fine. And nothing bad happened, right? Like, I was overestimating how important it was that I be the one to be there continuing to do this work. Because anybody could have just paid stuff and done it. I think people have a similar kind of outlook to the apps on their phone. Like, apps... Because apps get, you know, made and then quickly abandoned all the time. Like, so, like, I think people kind of look at the apps on their phone as, like, well, this, this is all just a temporary set of things until they stop working and then I find new ones, right? So... You might not be breaking anybody's heart that badly by shutting down an old app that not many people are even using anymore, and you know, the, for the few people that did, yeah, they'll, they'll have a, a minor annoyance to deal with. Oh, now I have to install a new app Fine, from somebody else. Fine, like it isn't. If they I even think, notice, right? Right. If they even notice, perspective, like, The
1: app just keeps using. They're like, I mean, they obviously if it involves web services and things that could eventually stop working, but if it doesn't, it just sort of keeps going until they just. Dis- decides to stop using it i suppose whether or not i like-, like
0: i mean like like, I, I have so many apps on my phone that i haven't launched in years if i ha- if i ever launched them <laughs> sure <laughs> and then you know i haven't launched them in years and, and if they stop working i might never notice and if i do notice it, it might take a long time and i wouldn't care at all because i'm not really launching them right so like it's i i, don't, I, I think you are you're trying to be very very kind and generous to your users of of these you know old you know maintenance mode apps i don't think you need to be i i don't i don't think they care that much like, like i don't think they are asking you to do that it, it, this is a self-imposed pressure and if it is weighing on you to have these apps out there which you said it was then the best thing you can do for yourself is which is what matters the most here is get rid of them shut them down and and then and free up your plate so that you feel like now I have all these like you know slots in the end cap of my mind to <laughs> to <laughs> add, to make new stuff because that's what, that's what you
1: need to keep your business going the way you've been running it. That is that is very compelling. Um, I, I think it is, I think it, I will say it is an interesting thing. Just as a meta note, to I would encourage it, when you're struggling with things like this to talk about it out loud. Um, because I think it is interesting, and I think you're picking up on these things. Like, I'm saying things that I don't think I would have thought that I thought um, before you're forced to turn it into a sentence and say it out loud and, like, actually wrap your arms around the the feeling you're having. You just kind of, like... Sometimes, like, you're just anxious and you don't know why. You don't know why you're anxious until you actually start talking to someone about why you're anxious. I think there's something in this, too, where it's like, yeah, I think... Picking up on the fact that I think the reluctance I might have to launching something new because of the like weight that it will eventually sort of add on is very much a like danger. That's a problematic, difficult situation that I need to work actively work to fix. Um, Because otherwise all I'm doing is tying myself to past things, which is never going to be the success, like a a, a route for success. Like that's never going to be, I'm never going to build a, I mean, it's, I'm amazed in some ways that my business has lasted as long as it has, but it's never going to keep going if that's kind of, if I'm just continuing to, um, spend any energy whatsoever on things that aren't kind of moving the business forward or aren't, um, embracing the future. Um, but it's, there's an emotional aspect to that that is sometimes tricky. I think both in terms of the, like it's, it's easy to think that the people who reach out to you, like it's a weird thing to to feel like I'm disappointing someone who I've never met, who doesn't know who I am for whom I'm just like a faceless um, app developer, if that, like who do many people just think I'm, I'm Apple. Yeah. We all just work for Apple. This is just like the, like, this is just part of the, the iPhone. They went down to the Apple store and bought and like, I can build that up and I can make that very personal and I can make that feel like a very big deal because like, from my perspective, it is a big deal. Like it's a thing that I made that I put in the store and that, you know, someone bought and downloaded and that, allowed me to start a business that supports my family and like that's a very personal thing on my end but it's entirely asymmetric in that way like I'm one of thousands of apps hundreds of apps whatever it is that they've downloaded um and maybe there are some people who are passionate who care a lot about the app who use it every day and like at some point I may disappoint some of those people but that is ultimately like, in some ways, that's not my problem. And at, at, at a certain point, and it's like, if the app that they um, that they love is ultimately not sustainable either in terms of financially or in terms of my interest, because like that's another thing that's also just kind of awkward in this. Is like, like right now, the things that I'm interested in and the things that I get excited about are like health and fitness apps on the Apple Watch. Like I have mountains of ideas about Apple Watch related stuff. Very few ideas about um, things on iOS or, you know, sort of the iPad or those types of platforms. Like, they're just not platforms that I'm excited about. And it is interesting to take that like amorphous feeling and be like, you know, it's probably best to just not. And like, I think I like the way you say it though of exercise the muscle of doing it, which is sort of understanding that it is doing something hard so that it becomes easier in the future. That like It's always the funny thing, like whenever I started getting into weight training, is that you are at your, it's like you have to make yourself, you have to do the difficult thing, which actually slightly makes you weaker weaker in the moment to be able to be stronger in the future. Like that is just the cycle of getting, of moving forward and getting better. And so there is something to just exercising that muscle and being like, you know, I need to just start taking some apps off the store. And probably the reality is once I've done, like, the easy ones, it'll be easier to do the slightly trickier ones or the slightly more nuanced ones. And if as long as I do it in, a like, a reasonable way, that depending on, you know, like, like you said, like, if there's, if I do have, like, one of my apps is a recipe organizer and it, you know, has a, a, a sort of a backup system related to that to for making sure people's recipes are safe. It's like, if I run that server, the couple you know, the couple servers on Linode that it's hosted on for a year or two years after whatever and like after it stops being for sale it's probably fine and like put a warning in the app and saying hey the sync service is going away the app will still work as long as it's going to work you can export your recipes this way if you need to like thank you for being a customer i'm sorry it didn't work out like that's probably fine and that's probably and honestly it's like more than more than they need in that sense. Like even if I just did nothing, that would probably be fine and I could even be more than fine. And then that probably would assuage my conscience as well as like just be a good thing to do. But that's probably the right thing to do. Like, I think you're, yeah, I like the way you say that.
0: Because I I feel like, you know, you have to be extremely vigilant to defend really core, really important properties of what you do. And so, you know, like you know, in in this case, you know, for you, it's very important to be able to have the mental freedom and motivation and capacity to try to launch new apps, because that's what you're really good at, and your business depends on you know a a, a running like a, a like a rotating stock of of hit apps, and you only get that by being able to you know to to try new things, and you know, like for like for me, like a lot of times the things I will defend that way, which I think probably everybody should, are things that seem like they might be causing potential burnout or, you know, things that might cause RSI or stress issues. Like I try, I try to nip those in the boat as quickly as possible because that threatens what I do at a fundamental level. And so similar here, like you have to, and anything where you start feeling like, Oh no, this is turning in a way that could be really toxic for me. You got to get rid of that immediately. And so, this is that kind of thing where like, you can't, if you see anything that is preventing you or might possibly prevent you from being able to launch new stuff, you got a nip in the bud.
1: Yeah. And I think there's an element there of just trying to understand what makes you, you. Like what, what, what unique and special thing is about you you know what, what what makes you your business viable what makes you you know how are you special specifically and uniquely gifted um compared to other people cuz that is the thing that you have to lean in on and like try and like be very like emphasize and do everything you can to amplify that effect because if you that's the, that's all you have like that's your edge that's the thing that you you can do that no someone else can't do like this is the reason that like i have like 20 apps in the app store and you have like one it's we have a different mentality and we're good at different things. Like you're good at taking an app and making it um, like a mile deep and incredibly polished at a way that I can't get to. Whereas I can make a good quality, straightforward app and do it dozens of times. And like, that's a difference. And that's the reality is like, if you had things that were preventing you from polishing and developing at that depth, you would probably need to take care of those in the same way that yeah i need to make sure that there's nothing that's holding me back from being like creative and prolific because that's the thing that i'm specifically good at exactly and and a lot of people
0: never find like a lot of people don't have the introspection to even be able to know what that is because you do and i think you nailed it for both of us there <laughs> i think because you do uh you you can you can be more effective, and that's part of the reason why you've succeeded. Is because you identified like, oh, this is a thing I can do, and you exercise that pattern, and, and and you keep doing it, and you've and you just keep developing, you know, how well you can do that, and it's you know it's very important to to know that about yourself, as you said. So
1: yeah, and then, and then you just need, and then you just need to find a friend who can. Who know who knows you is better than yourself. Who can tell you about it? Because
0: I I really benefit a lot from those people in my life as well, yeah. <laughs> of which you are one. So thank you.
1: So yeah, well, thank you. This has been uh, a very helpful thirty minutes. I really appreciate it.
0: Awesome. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll talk to you in two weeks. Bye.